everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rolling Rock Podcast. I'm your host, R- Rocky McVeigh, and I'm here with co-host, uh, Roland Robinson. Hey, everybody. And our other co-host, Renee Canis. Hey, how's everyone doing? And our uh, special guest, who's back again for podcast number two, Mikey D. Hey, hey. Well, this week, guys, uh, our uh, topic is uh, another top five list. And this time, it's uh, <clears throat> top five 1980s cartoons. Because we're all 80s kids and fuck the rest of the decades. <laughs> <laughs> straight up <laughs> everything good came out of the 80s and then it just stopped <laughs> then the world just started to suck <laughs> but uh we'll uh, we'll get started with our we'll go number five and go to number one and starting at number five is gi joe a real american See, the thing that I always loved about G.I. Joe was those little, and, and knowing us half the battle things at the end. Oh, the PSA announcements. Yeah, because you could always follow up with, uh, and, and the other half was violence. Gratuitous <laughs> violence, children. Gratuitous, uncontrollable violence. That's the other half of the battle. I think I think most of today's generation probably knows those PSAs because of Family Guy making fun of them. Yeah. G.I. Joe wound up being my number one pick. But I want to preface this with the first series, the Sunbow series, was amazing. I will still watch them to this day because during the coronavirus outbreak, Hasbro actually went out and put all of the episodes up on YouTube. And they were putting them out um, like like a saga at a time, it seemed like. But they put a bunch of them up for people to free stream during the lockdown. After the movie, Dick outbidded Sumbo and the animation went to shit and the storyline was dumb as hell. Just going to put that out there. And you know what? I, uh, so I didn't know this until I started looking up the, uh, uh, started looking this up for the cast. And I mean, I knew that the GI Joe aired around the same time as Transformers. So it aired like uh, 83 to 86. But what I did not know was that it was continued on in 89. So it didn't start back for three years. And then they continued the series on. Now, and, is that when Dick put, picked it up? Yeah, that's when it got stupid. So that's. Uh, <laughs> I did not know that. So I had no idea. I thought I thought it was all like one big series. I didn't realize that it was like ended and then they started it back up later. But it was like three years later when they started back up after they ended it. Uh, were you guys uh, big collectors into the toys or anything like that? I, I was. Uh, not a collector per se, but I love toys. Did, did you guys ever prefer like the 11-inch figures or like the little mini like three-inch figures? I had the small figures. I didn't have any of the big ones. Yeah, the three-inch. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, I never had any G.I. Joe toys. 
Neither did I, for some reason. I wasn't loved as a child, apparently, because, yeah, I I didn't, I didn't, all my, well, we will get there, but all of my toys were Transformers-based. Oh, Mike, I could have told you you weren't loved as a kid. Well, that's probably true. I'll tell you, like, the biggest collection of toys that I had was for a cartoon that I really, to this day, I'm like, it's not very good at all, and that was Mask. Dude, I loved that cartoon. That was a good cartoon. I liked see, it. See, I don't like the cartoon. I don't, but I loved the toys as a kid. It was on every day after school at like four thirty. I'd come home, get off the bus, I'd sit down, I'd watch Mask. Now, to be fair, it's normally eating at the same time, so uh, it's possible my love of food was going over to my love of Mask. But I, I, I'll stand behind it. I think it was a good show. So crazy concept, good show. Yes. I actually still have a two sets of collector 25th anniversary GI Joes that came in the box that you press the little uh, star in G- for the dot over the uh, GI Joe and it would play the, the theme song. I still have, I have one for Cobra and one for Joe. Wow. Cool. It's one of the only few toys that I still have left from back in the day. And you I know, still uh, that far back in the day, but. Uh, well, I won't mention what comes what comes after this one yet, but uh, this list that we have came up with, uh, not only is it like the top five like cartoons of the 80s, but it, uh, to me, it's up there as the top five theme songs of all time. <laughs> like, because you remember all of these theme songs. <laughs> yeah. And like, cartoons nowadays like have they don't even really have theme songs anymore it's just like random noises (laughs) during their openings (laughs) but my big thing with gi joe is it had a i thought it had while ludicrous storylines are still were entertaining i still find them entertaining i'll still if i have nothing else to do i'll i'll still sit down watch an episode of gi joe because i thought the dialogue was actually fairly well written for a kid's show. Um, and they had some of the greatest villains ever. Come on, Cobra Commander and Destro. See, Cobra Commander actually ha- has transposed over to what I believe to be one of the greatest like mental issues someone can suffer from now. And, and I refer to it as Cobra Commander Syndrome. Big glorious plans, great, great concept of what you're going to do. The slightest little thing goes wrong, you run screaming for the hills. <laughs> and quickly blame all everyone else. And blame everyone else, exactly. Has, uh, has anyone seen the, uh, the Netflix uh, documentaries called uh, The Toys That Made Us? They have a yes. really great, they have uh, a great yeah. episode on G.I. Joe. Um, no, G.I. Joe has been around since at least the 50s, if I remember correctly. Um, but it's crazy. Like, yeah, like the guy who made the concept, it's crazy how he basically sold the rights to Hasbro for like 25 grand or something like that. Like they offered him a really year. Yeah, they offered him like a yearly percentage or a one-time payment of like 25,000 and he took the 25 grand 
and that <laughs> that yearly percentage would be worth like a lot. 25 like 25 <laughs> million dollars or more at this point but yeah it, he got really screwed in that situation gi joe also had a very um fairly successful marvel comic series run too that kind of took a much different uh story arc than what the um than what the tv show took because if i remember right now i could be wrong on this but if i remember right the writer for the comic actually wrote all the because anytime for any of you don't know anytime that you would buy a gi joe action figure it would have a little clip on the back and it would have the character's biography so i know the guy that if i remember right the guy that wrote the comic wrote all those bios so the the storylines were quite interesting and apparently there was a fit between him and hasbro over serpentor because they forced yeah. him to write serpentor into the comic yeah um actually at my job earlier we were talking about gi joe a little bit and some of the comics and how they in the comics they had joe and um transformers crossover and stuff like that and we were talking about i'm surprised they haven't tried to do that into a movie or a there were yet. there were episodes they did do but, an episode where they did cross over gi joe into transformers very briefly but, and there is going to be a movie where they cross over oh do they they've actually uh, uh they've got like a a universe planned where they're going to bring I don't know if it's going to be rebooting the Transformers movies, but it's. I gonna, hope so. They've kind of they've kind of gone downhill a little bit. But they're going to have Transformers, GI Joe, uh, the Micronauts. The fuck. Yeah, they're bringing the Micronauts back for the movies, and some I forget what the other one was, but it was another cartoon that was in like Hasbro's collection, and they're all going to be like one shared universe. And it's they're planning on making it. They said it's like it, it got put on hold for the because of the coronavirus, but uh, they said it's c still coming. <laughs> All right, so I'm sick of the Rona ruining everything. <laughs> okay, no, th this this could th th this could be interesting, or it could be a giant dumpster fire. I'm not I'm not sure. <laughs> Either way, it'll be fun to watch. <laughs> Either way, it's probably going to be worth the admission ticket. Yeah, I'll grant you that. I would be, I, mean, I, I think like Transformers and G.I. Joe would be a great movie. <laughs> so. Any any quick thoughts on the uh, G.I. Joe live action movie from 2009? <sighs> uh, there you is go. That, that right is there. that the first one? I want to say, yeah. So I like the one that had The Rock in it. But I did that not was like the second the, one. That, that was, was Retaliation. Second. So I, but I did not like the original <laughs> live no, the, action they made. The original it was like, horrible. I, I like Ray Park as Snake Eyes in the first one. Um, and I thought the second one was a little bit better. Um, and the one thing I was enjoying in the second one was Channing Tatum and The Rock together were kind of not bad. And then they just ended up killing off basically the entire cast of the first one. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best thing, in my opinion, about G.I. Joe Retaliation was they gave Cobra Commander the right freaking outfit. A lot of people can, purists can argue that he didn't get the blue outfit, but he got the black outfit with the helmet, and I'm all right with that. Close enough. And Close enough. They, the, when Cobra took over the White House, I was like, man, if they could capture that, 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 that one scene where Cobra takes over the White House and lowers down the Cobra banners, if they could build a movie that is awesome as that scene, that movie would have just been amazing. But sadly, that was like the best part of the How about um, Bruce Willis as the original Joe? Uh, that I don't know <laughs> whether I, it wasn't bad. I will say that I didn't like, but it wasn't like uh, it wasn't something that I really gave a shit about when I was watching the movie. <laughs> yeah, I like Bruce Willis. I'm a big fan of Bruce Willis, but any in in any favorable feelings I have towards him playing that character is because of Bruce Willis, not because of of the way that character was done. Yeah. <laughs> And let's not forget, Cobra had a great, their, their look is iconic. Plus, they also had a stimulus plan for the world economy. When the world economy went to shit, Cobra was there for the common man. Let's not <laughs> See, forget that. Cobra wasn't as evil as everyone thinks they has them out to be. I mean, they, they never, they never, I don't think they why would they ever really seek to say they were evil? They just wanted to rule the world. They never said they wanted to kill everybody or anything. Hell, no one ever dies. A ruthless organization bent on on world domination. <laughs> but they never killed anybody. <laughs> well, until the movie. No, they still didn't kill nobody. They were supposed to kill somebody, but they never did. <laughs> Because of Transformers, the movie causing such a ruckus in the theater and so much fucking fallout from the parents going, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> kids oh my cried. Fucking, my kids are lots fucking, of kids cried. <laughs> what the fuck? So it it caused them to be like, last minute, fuck it, you ain't killing, you ain't killing Duke. Rewrite it. <laughs> He's gonna live because the. Fallout from the other film we done earlier this year or last year was bad enough. You're re you're changing the whole freaking end. I tell you the Transformers movie. My my mom had more problems with the fact that they had some curse words in there, and I went around saying those for like a week than she did the the death scene. <laughs> now, as a as a kid, now I didn't know that. And this will be the last I really spout out about G.I. Joe. I didn't know this. I thought G.I. Joe, the movie, actually aired in theaters, but apparently it didn't. It went straight to television. Do you guys remember that? Because I, I heard something about that earlier earlier this week, and I was like, no, I thought it went to theater, but I, I never seen it in the theaters. I always seen it on USA when they done that big split up and Sergeant Slaughter hosted it. No, that's the way I saw it too. So I don't remember. I don't remember it being in the theaters. So it may not have been. Okay, because so it was, was planned a, for the theaters, but they, I think they scrapped that at the last minute. Huh. I did not know that. Um, but the most upsetting thing to me 
was what they did to Cobra Commander. Even as a kid, I was so pissed. Because as a kid, I thought Serpentor was cool for like five minutes. And then I was like, no, I like Cobra Commander better. He, he was just a much better bad guy. I agree. Uh, so, 100%. So it's, a, so it's a stylish role and likes the bad guys. If, I love the bad if, guys. They, if, make, if, they make everything. If, if, if Cobra took over, he'd be a fanatic. <laughs> he'd just join Cobra. <laughs> oh, yeah. He'd be, hey, man, he'd be, right now, it's a he'd great be Cobra man. Commander's fluffer. He'd be like, hey, Co- hey Commander. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are, you, again. Uh, uh, are you saying Roland would be the Monica Lewinsky of that presidency? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Because Roland would be out there in the public. He'd be like, yeah, I did it. Got it good. <laughs> Look at these stains. <laughs> just, 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 just wearing a leash, being walked by Cobra Commander. I, ooh, y'all, some sick motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. I think everyone's aware of that. Okay, I just you guys are aware. <laughs> But uh, now Cobra. I gotta throw a picture. I'm gonna throw a picture up here of Roland in his Cobra Commander outfit. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, but they do offer free face masks. That's just all I'm saying. I think. Is it is it the first picture he took when he was making the mask? Because we don't want to see that. Is it is it, is the face mask so that you don't get blinded in one eye? Ah. There's a there's actually a funny, <laughs> funny story about that. We're only get blinded in both of us. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's let's. That, uh... that, that, that's right, folks. We got dick jokes all day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, what's our number? What is our number? Yeah, what? let's go number four. Okay. Number four is the real Ghostbusters. And you know what? I actually feel really bad. Because I love that, I, I loved that show as a kid, but for some reason, when I was compiling my list, it never even crossed my mind. Now, this one was my—I want to say number three. Number this, three. Number I two. believe, this was my number four overall too. But um, Roland's number two. Number two. And. Yeah, it was Renee's number four. Now, uh, I'm a huge fan of the movie. Um, so when the cartoon came out, I remember I had <clears throat> I had the toys, the proton pack, all that shit. <laughs> that proton pack was badass. It's a kid. Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, I, I haven't rewatched the series in years. I've seen a few clips here and there uh, on YouTube and stuff like that. But yeah, overall, I, I haven't watched it in years. There is a couple episodes that I will occasionally hunt down and go wa- watch every so often. That's why it made it to number two on my list is because it's obviously something I can still go back and watch. And one of the things I really liked about the Ghostbuster series 
was it's deep down, like there's some really kind of creepy, disturbing crap they they basically paint over into a happy kids show. Um, you learn about Sam Hain, the spirit of Halloween, or Sam, Sam Hain was an interesting character. Um, you also learn about, I think it was the first time I had ever heard of Cthulhu. Because there is an episode, uh, I can't remember. It was like it was a play on like one eight hundred or toll free Cthulhu or something like that. It was a uh, basically a condensed down for twenty minutes Cthulhu and the Ghostbusters. Um, I I remember Boogeyman also being a big Boogie character, Man, recurring one. Was a recurring ghost, yeah. Like Sandman. Yep. The Sandman Sandman was always good for me. Um, And then there was another one that didn't reoccur, but I thought had, and still to this day, I I think has some of the best imagery is an episode called Ragnarok and Roll. It's where a dude uh, is, uh, he gets, I can't remember if he got, I don't think he got disfigured. He was, his friend was a hunchback who was disfigured and for some reason something happened to him and it just shattered his faith in humanity so he winds up finding a flute that if he plays he will bring about the end of the world and this demonic entity is you know kind of coercing him into finding this flute and then he starts playing it and starts literally bringing about the end of the world so uh, I think it's called Ragnar Rock and Roll. If anyone ever gets a chance to see that episode, one of my favorite ones. Didn't realize that was the name of it, but that is that is one of my favorite episodes of that show, bar none. Okay, so you know the one I'm talking mm-hmm. about. It was basically the uh, uh, the guys bottled after uh, Lovecraft, Lovecraft very loosely. Well, by loosely, it's not even really that loosely. Okay. That's interesting. I, I th- Both of those have the Lovecraft tie-in. Mm-hmm. I think I think because of the movie, I also love pretty much any episode that had the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man in it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. What I really liked about the the, the evolution of that character is he kind of turned out to not really be so much a villain anymore, as he was just kind of like big and stupid and cuddly. Yeah, he's just like, hey guys. <laughs> I, I remember an episode where they go into the ghost world too, or they get oh, like the stuck containment in- unit. Yeah, and like the what? state of marshmallows just sitting on a big like stone throne, basically. Yeah. One of the many times they needed to rescue Slimer because of something stupid, I think. Fucking <laughs> Slimer is the scrappy dude of the Ghostbusters, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there the series got renamed to Slimer and the Ghostbusters, so they put Slimer as number one. <laughs> yeah, but there are yeah, so many good cool. episodes. Um, does anybody remember what the demon called? Wait, what? that that was the thing that turned into the big giant child's toy monkey with the symbols and the lawnmower, and it was running down on the bridge. Um, every they had to go to this little old woman's house and the house basically is alive and it traps them and every time they say the word what 
it that was not that demon. one. That no. was a different one. You're thinking of the boogeyman. Was that the boogeyman? Yeah, the one with the big goofy face, <laughs> the hooves. There was an episode where Ray gets put on a game show, and he is going against the devil, who is the game show host, the actual devil. I think I remember that. Yeah. So there's some dark subject matter in that show wrapped up in kind of a very, you know, happy go lucky kid show. I think that's a a theme of the eighties cartoons. (laughs) There's a lot of, a lot of dark material in like cartoons from the eighties. Does, uh, uh, does anyone remember the sequel series at all from the nineties? I didn't know there was a sequel series, no. Okay. Yeah, so I want to say 97, 98, uh, they released the Extreme Ghostbusters was the name of it. It's uh, It only brought back Egon as a professor and ghosts start, yeah, ghosts start appearing again. So he recruits four of his students. Uh, you know, I don't think I have ever seen this, and I have to say that art style is horrible. One of them was <laughs> named Roland, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, boy, voiced by uh, Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yes. Oh, uh, and they gave him such horrible art. What the hell? Um, it it was it was all right. It only lasted like maybe one season. Um, they did try to make it, I guess, a little bit more diverse. Uh, you had a Latino and a black kid and a girl and, a, you know, um, and Janine was in it too. She was still like at the firehouse basically. Uh, but they did have, they did have an episode where they brought back the original Ghostbusters voiced by the original actors. Um, so it, it was all right, but definitely not anything to write home about. Speaking of the voice actors, what do you guys think about the fact that Ernie Hudson uh, auditioned for his part in the cartoon and they turned him down and put Arsenio Hall as <laughs> as him? Wow, go figure. A, poor Ernie Hudson, man. He gets the shit into the deal on a lot of stuff. <laughs> like when I first heard that, I was like, "What? How the hell is that? Uh, how?" How can you turn down the star of the movie for the cartoon version? <laughs> well, uh, another quick voice acting uh, tidbit is Bill. You know, Bill Murray played the live action Ray or uh, Peter. Peter. And, and the guy who voices Peter in the cartoon voices uh, Garfield. And then Bill Murray would go on to voice the live action Garfield. Wasn't wasn't it Dave Coulier? Wasn't he Peter in the cartoon? No, not at first. Not at first. It was uh, it was, it was a different else. guy. Yeah, I didn't. Or Dave Coulier was one of them later on, or he might have been Slimer. Oh wait, I'm looking at it here. He was he was Peter from season three through seven. And Lorenzo okay. Music was Peter for season one and two. Okay, so he, he's the one that did the voice of Garfield. And then Bill Murray went and did live-action Garfield. 
all because <laughs> he thought he thought Garfield had been written by one of the Cohen brothers. Apparently, he he mis he misread the uh, the name on the script. I had no idea that Dave Coulier was involved with Ghostbusters. Actually, did not know that. Well, are we ready to go on to our number three? I'd say it sounds like it. And before we get started on this, I have to like bring up what happened before the cast got started so everybody knows. We're going to do just here in a minute. It's going to happen. So, we uh, part number our number two and our number three tied uh, when we were doing our list. And then I tried to do a tiebreaker and then it's still tied again. <laughs> so, Roland. And Renee played a game of <laughs> rock, paper, scissors <laughs> before the cast started to determine uh, which one was going to be two and which one was going to be three. So just, just so you know, we won't, we, won't, we won't spoil number two just yet, but Renee won. So his choice is number two. And this one is Roland's choice. So number three is Transformers. So Robots everyone who disapproves of this list, it's Roland's fault. Because <laughs> he can't win a game of rock, paper, scissors. <laughs> My internet connection sucks. He chose paper, <laughs> and everyone knows you never choose paper. <laughs> that, that, that's right, Roland. You fucking suck. <laughs> <laughs> Although, to be fair, that game was a stereotype. If Roland had went rock, he would have won. And as we all know, you always go rock. Exactly. <laughs> I'm expecting him to throw rock, obviously. Transformers are uh, number three. Uh, I actually think that I am the only one that didn't have this on their list. And uh, you suck, Rocky. Uh, no, it wasn't. Renee was the one that didn't have his own. Oh, I did I'm have sorry. You're, you're cool, Rocky. <laughs> Renee, you suck. Renee's the one that never took <laughs> I had it at the bottom of my list, though. So <laughs> just, just, just cue the end music from Curb Your Enthusiasm. <laughs> but uh, I actually, th this, this came way higher than what I would have put this in the list, honestly, because. Uh, uh, I, uh, I love, I will say this. I loved this cartoon as a kid, but going back to it now, I'm like, it doesn't hold up. It's got, <laughs> see, I, I watched the movie just like last week, man. That Okay. Now to be fair, the TV show, that may be true, but I still feel like that movie is a good movie. You could still sit down and watch that movie and just be like, yeah, I just watched Optimus Prime die all over again. And I'm sad. <laughs> the animated movie is is good. Yes, the animated movie. I'm sorry, the animated movie. The the live action yeah. movies. Nah. You you probably don't realize it as a kid when you watch that original Transformers movie. Um, but it's basically an excuse to kill off all the characters so that they can introduce new ones and new, new toys. toys. Yeah. New toys. But holy crap, man! They freaking murder dudes in that show like <laughs> i liked braun the little autobot because he was just a little scrappy little dude he would he was the smallest autobot but he was one of the physically 
strongest ones, and he would always tackle Megatron, just always just barrel in and go. He tries that in the movie, freaking a slug to the shoulder, another slug, and one right to the chest, dead. He's gone. Yeah, Five minutes into the movie, boom. Ironhide, good old Ironhide, like one of the main Autobots, takes it to the base, dead. <laughs> Like they just straight. See, they, they wanted you to know. It's like Roland from Cobra Commander. <laughs> they, they wanted you to know I, they were serious about this movie from like the get go, man. I love the villains. So I am like, I, I, I love heavy metal and I love the villains. So that first part of this movie, I'm just like, yes. And that, it's, it's that, a good no. sequence. It's a very good sequence. Not, not to fully shit talk the live action ones, because I think the first one's actually not a bad movie, but they did get gradually worse as they it, went. It's on. because Megan Fox was in that one. <clears throat> yeah, apparently Michael Bay treated her like shit, though. Yes, um, he did. To be fair, he really, really did. But then she came back for the Ninja Turtles movie with him, which I never understood. Well, he, he, he was just a producer on that. Like, he wasn't involved. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the first movie's good. Second one, you know, the, somehow there's Transformer Heaven in that one at some point in the second one. Um, the, and it just gets worse and worse. I mean, I remember watching the fourth one and feeling like I had been sitting there for like four hours already and the final battle was barely starting. I'm like, well, fuck. The The last movie had a final battle that went like an hour. So <laughs> I know I'm stuck in here another hour. I, I, I didn't even want to bother watching that one. I watched, I made it up to the Fallen. That That's how far I do these anymore. Is that the one where they got Leonard Nimoy back? Is the voice well, one of them? Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one, I refused to go. Like, I was like, Michael Bay has taken enough of my money. I'm not going. And uh, I was seeing this girl at the time, and she wanted to go see it. So I was like, you know what? I'll pay for dinner. You can pay for the tickets because I'm not giving Michael Bay any more <laughs> which, of my money. Which one was Age of Extinction? That's the fourth one. That's the fourth one? Okay, that one I feel like needs an honorable mention just purely because you have Optimus Prime riding around on a freaking dinosaur, and I feel like that should be awesome. <laughs> yeah, in that fifth one, you literally have Mark Wahlberg fighting an, a Decepticon with a sword. And he does in a good that job. Fifth one. I don't, and, I don't know that. I didn't watch it, but I'm assuming he did a good job. And Anthony Hopkins is in that movie, and I'm just like, man, did you really need the paycheck? <laughs> is <laughs> he really? Yes. I'll need to look that up. I did not know that. Yes. There's literally a scene of him, at, you know, just being super excited that there's a Transformer in front of him. Um, I never, it took me a few years before I watched the Bumblebee movie, but that was actually I not bad. I still have not watched that one. I that, like the Bumblebee movie a lot. The Bumblebee like, movie, yeah, it actually has the highest rating on Rotten Tomatoes out of all. I don't understand where that fits into the other movies. Does it? Or is it, it takes just place it? before any of, the, any of the other ones? 
I, I think it's meant as a reboot. Um, I will say the first like ten or fifteen minutes actually shows the battle on Cybertron between the Autobots and Decepticons. Oh, so um, the way I took it, it was, it was just a prequel to the first one. Yeah. So. Yeah, it. I think it might have tried to have been a bit of a reboot too, though. So. But it was really, it was really good. I thought. I like I like the first the first one, and I actually like the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg and the first one that with him in it. <clears throat> Was that Age yeah, of Extinction? Yeah. So I like those two. Now the three was horrible. So <laughs> don't don't forget the the fifth one also has Stanley Tucci as uh, Merlin because we had we had. Transformers on planet Earth during medieval times. Oh yeah, uh, I forgot about that part of that movie. <laughs> yeah, that sounds horrible in pretty much every way. Cool. <laughs> but all of that notwithstanding, the live action movies were budkiss. But I will <laughs> I will stand behind the the cartoon movie until the day I die. Can can we also say that they probably have some of the coolest toys ever made? Yes. You know, I, I still own to this day um, pretty much almost all of the Headmaster series of Transformers. I, I don't know why I got the Headmasters, but that's the ones I got. <laughs> you, not, you know, since we're talking Transformers, uh, Roland promised me in Optimus Prime that he has, that he was going to give to me, and what? I never got it. <laughs> You're giving away I an still have that. I was actually in the car. <laughs> That's the second thing he's promised you and never gave you. Yeah. Roland's I'm such still, a dickhead. I'm a I, I feel so, like there's a there's a, a theme starting here. Uh, yeah, that perhaps you shouldn't believe him when he says he's gonna give you something. I'm 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 waiting that on a Jim Cornette figure. It's just I tell you everything you've ever wanted to know. It's if you dress like, up as Cobra Commander, he may give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> just show up at his house at like Is 1 a.m. in a Cobra Commander outfit <laughs> brandishing a whip of some sort uh, no Is sir it? Cobra Commander never had a whip Jesus Christ <laughs> no that is incorrect <laughs> There you go. He kicked me out for inaccuracy. <laughs> that is not accurate. Um, but I will say, back on to Transformers, the one thing I am happy to say that I, I think, now, I didn't watch the latter live-action films, but Peter Cullen, I think it was his name, the guy that uh, voiced Optimus Prime. Yeah, yeah. He has a very iconic voice, plus uh, Frank Welker as well. I'm glad to see that Frank Welker made it back as Megatron. Yeah, just not for the first three movies, I think. Yeah, so I was going to say, originally they told him that his voice had aged too much. Too much, but it clearly had not. So he's no, in, think, in the I, last couple of movies then? I will have to watch those for, for no other reason than that then, if that's the case. Actually, I think I think they said they didn't want it to sound as cartoony as it had in the 80s. I guess they wanted him... He wanted to do it as he had voiced it in the 80s. Well, that's because it was and awesome. Were, I didn't see the problem. 
And so instead they went with they went with Hugo Weaving, I think. In yeah, the live that's action who played in live action. Um, but P- I mean, Peter Peter Cullen got to still voice Optimus, so yeah. that that's definitely a, a positive on there. But Frank Welker, I think, is still an amazing voice actor. Um, done the voices of uh, Soundwave and Megatron that I know of. And as a throwback um, to G.I. Joe, Chris Lotta. Mm-hmm. That's uh, going to bring him the up. The voice yep. of Starscream and the voice of Cobra Commander. I was going to say, what Welker's got to have at least, what, like 300 credits Has at to. this point? At least more, maybe. Um, and you were asking Renee about if it ever cross over GI Joe Transformers uh, episode. I don't remember the name of it, but there was an episode, and I want to say it was season two after the movie, so it's Generation Two. So it's it was G two, it was Galvatron. Future. Yeah, it was set further in the future. There was uh, a terrorist that the bad guys start dealing with and he wears a trench coat and has a large wide brimmed fedora style hat and a and, and you never see his face because it's almost like it's all reflective it's chris lotta doing the voice and they call him old snake and it's like as a kid you're like wait a minute is that is that that's who i think it is i know it is but they never say it until the very last scene as he's walking away, he's talking about the people he had double-crossed. And he's like, oh, they they just don't make terrorists like they used to. And he starts to scream out Cobra because it's Cobra Commander, and he starts coughing. Mm-hmm. So, yes, they actually did do uh, an episode where it was technically a crossover. That was a really good episode, too. I remember it well. I liked it. Did you guys ever get into any of the other Transformers series after the 80s, like Beast Wars or anything like that? Yeah, I loved all three of those, the the Beast Wars and the Beast Machines. They were all so good. Yeah, that that animation doesn't hold up, though. No, no. it doesn't. (laughs) There was this one series I really liked. What was the name of it? Was it Armada? No, that, that does not look like it. But there was one of them that I really liked the art style of, but I can't remember what the name of it was. There's just so many Transformers spinoffs. I mean, I, I, know, I know they did another cartoon series around 07, 08, after the movie. And then I think they have a new one on Netflix. But I think G1. I don't know about you. I would like. I would be daring to say that I think the reason that made it onto our list is because of Transformers Generation One. Yeah. Um, that uh, that that Netflix series I mentioned earlier. They also have a really good episode uh, for Transformers, um, and they did something similar. Like you were mentioning, how Marvel had gotten involved with GI Joe, mm-hmm. Transformers did too. Basically, mm-hmm. uh, they just showed up at Marvel Comics one day and they were like, here's the first 12 figures. And they handed off the the toys to one of the writers and was like, here, come up back with backstories for all of them. Fun note, a little bit of trivia for you. Transformers comic book, I don't remember the issue. 
but there was an issue where Megatron is in a Wild West town. Uh, he's like basically in a, it, it's in Hollywood and they're in a movie set in the Wild West. Megatron's walking through that part of the town. Um, just an interesting fact. That was my very first comic book I ever bought myself. Was he wearing a hat? No. Oh, I'd like to see Megatron in a cowboy hat. <laughs> he's like any guy foot tall. Been... That'd be a 10 foot tall cowboy hat. What did you guys think about the Transformers? Uh, where they just kind of like pluck Transformers on other stuff? So like through the years, like, uh, well, like one that I can remember they did it too. Uh, if some of you guys ever saw the anime Zoids, there was like two or three different animes. Uh, but, uh, they, they're, they're not transformers at all in any of the series, but they just threw transformers on those when they gave them American releases. So it says transformers Zoids. And so it has absolutely has nothing, nothing to do, to do with Transformers. <laughs> has nothing to do with Transformers at all. And they're not Transformers. The the thing they're they're big robots in the show, but they're not Transformers. And they're controlled by people, but they just threw Transformers on it. And they did that on a bunch of shows they brought over. <laughs> One of the later series of Transformers, the Headmaster series, they did have human drivers. And I forget why that was. I think that's what they, it they, made they, them more powerful. Yeah, it made them more powerful. It wasn't that they they needed drivers. They were just the and the headmasters. They would get more power. They would they were more powerful if they had somebody helping from the inside. They was what they said. Was that didn't that didn't that come out like that? It came out like like pretty pretty soon, didn't it? Like it wasn't like something that came out years later. It came out like in the early nineties. Yeah, no, that, that was that was a long time ago. It was um, it was one of the if I remember right, it was like one of the last. Um, it was the one of the last uh, miniseries of Transformers as 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 we would know it. Yeah, as part of the the Jude setup. Yeah, and it would take that. That would be the end. If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I want to say that that was the end. Of Transformers as our generation would know it until years later into the later 90s when Beast Wars and stuff like that would take over. Yeah, because Transformers actually got a lot of like uh, Japanese only TV shows too. Yep. Like, like, well, Headmasters was a Japanese only TV show, but we ended up getting it. But uh, there was a lot of shows just aired in Japan. I want to say I seen one with you, Rocky. You had downloaded it or something. It was um, all the Autobots and the Decepticons. They were all getting upgrades, and they were all like upgrading. But for whatever reason, Galvatron was still there and refused to do it. And he was just like broke down almost in that episode. Mm. I don't know. It's possible. I don't remember it. At the time, it could be that was something that was, had to be years ago. <laughs> That's like there was like, uh, you know, like we got like Beast Wars and Beast Machines, but there was a Beast Wars 2 and a Beast Wars Neo in Japan. 
to like two other series that continued it on like and we never got those here you know speaking of japanese transformers that is apparently what the headmasters were yeah series in japan from 87 to 88 and was not actually officially released in the u.s until 2011 so what we remember seeing roland when we were kids was a very poorly dubbed version of the japanese anime okay i was gonna say because i remember seeing one of those as a kid mm-hmm. I, I do too but i don't i do not remember it being dubbed but apparently that was the case 2011 huh go figure does uh i don't know if it's uh, it probably didn't happen this year but does botcon still happen <laughs> i don't know let's see uh up here roland and i went to a botcon probably what's it been like 20 years ago now it was the first one in the u.s that we went to was it mm-hmm. uh and Where was it hell it was held in this little town Fort in Green. upstate indiana like right next to Amish country. <laughs> so it was like, so we, we drove up there. And, I almost uh, got us kicked out of Amish country too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, that's a good story. It has nothing to do with Transformers, but uh, I uh, hit on an Amish girl while we was at a, <laughs> while we were at a, an Amish flea market and the uh, old late old Amish lady tried to basically was wanting to kick my ass. <laughs> I, I can honestly say Rocky, I do not see that having lasted. Uh, so you are one of the least Amish people I know. <laughs> uh, we, <laughs> I would agree with you there. Uh, but does it mean that I didn't think that Amish women were hot? <laughs> Well, I I got news on BotCon, sadly. Uh, last year of BotCon was 2016. It is still oh, technically currently active, although it's not BotCon. It has now been replaced by HasCon. Uh, Hasbro's own convention started in 2017. So they canceled and, it in preparation for that. That's uh, what it looks like. They pretty much absorbed it. Hasbro has been kind of absorbing a lot of stuff. You think about it, it was the kind of the state of our entire lives. It's it seeded its dark influences in with the 1980s cartoons that got us to buy the toys. Then as gamers, we uh, some of us, you know, turned into gamers. They wound up buying Wizards of the Coast, then Dungeons and Dra- they own Dungeons and Dragons now. So Literally, like, there's so many facets in my life that it's controlled by Hasbro. It's a conspiracy. I still remember the shock that I felt when I found out that Hasbro had purchased Wizards of the Coast. It was very similar to the shock that I felt when I found out that Wizards of the Coast purchased TSR. Yeah. Which, that's a whole other episode in and of itself. Yeah, definitely. There, There was actually a lot of anger and fear tied into that one but you're correct that's a different thing before we move on i just i just had to make another comment on the amish thing um <laughs> the, did anyone else imagine woody harrelson and kingpin but with rocky in it <laughs> there we go yeah sometimes you just gotta go hunting for strange in amish country for now. Hey, come on <laughs> 
I bought like a shit ton of comic books at that flea market. You made a killing off that. It was like dollar comics and they were like 40 year old comics like Captain America's from like 40 years ago. <laughs> it was like Captain America from the early 60s. Yeah. Well, they, they, they have no idea of how to look up the value of these. <laughs> Also, also, just to keep with a kingpin reference, you know, make sure you don't accidentally milk a bull. <laughs> okay, let's go on to number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number two is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. This was my number one. And uh, I, I this is another show that surprised me because I had no idea it went on this long. It was on from '87 to '96, the original show. N- had no wow. clue it was on. I that didn't long. know that either. <laughs> oh, '96. Yeah, '96 is when it ended, and it was. Uh, I mean, but it, it like switched because like what I remember. Uh, being the original Ninja Turtles was like the syndi- syndication version, and then it became owned by CBS after that. And from '90 to '96, it was CBS's. And so I don't really remember the CBS version of Ninja Turtles. So yeah, I used to wake up on Saturday mornings to watch the CBS version, um, which it's probably a loss. Uh, concept on today's kids waking up on Saturday morning to watch cartoons. Do they even yeah. still have cartoons on Saturday mornings? They do not. Oh. Um, on Cartoon Network. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Nickelodeon, Cartoon Network, but Disney. Not on like the normal channels we watch them on anyway. Man, all these, all these like cultural artifacts of our childhood that just don't mean anything anymore. But uh, yeah, the Ninja Turtles. I want to say this. This was like my number one cartoon growing up. Like this is the first cartoon I was obsessed with. It was I had to watch every episode. I had every fucking toy in existence, vehicle, whatever. I I pretty much had every single toy. Um, the the live action movie was actually the first movie my parents like took me to uh because i was like just i have to go see this movie you know um which honestly i i just rewatched it a few days ago and i gotta say the first movie still holds up actually and the costumes still look amazing done by the jim henson company the uh the first movie the first live action movie is is great there is no there's no way anyone can deny that (laughs) like adult or kid like it holds up it's it's like you said the costumes are still amazing splinter the turtles themselves they look amazing it's got casey jones in it Uh, Mm. which he was i always loved casey jones so i did too Uh, is is it just me i mean that actor is in like you see him constantly. He's in everything. 
Mm-hmm. But it doesn't matter what he's in. He's Casey Jones to me. <laughs> yeah, he'll always be Casey Jones. Yeah, he, he still shows up in a lot of stuff. Um, and then I, I think the movie was a good combination of uh, being kind of a carbon copy of the first couple issues of the comic, but kind of having the turtles having their cartoon personality a little bit um and that's also another movie that pissed off parents because they use their weapons and and they cuss (laughs) and stuff like that uh and you know fucking shredder gets crushed in the back of a garbage truck yeah thank you for pointing that out casey jones fucking killed him like a motherfucker dude got crushed but in a compactor, everybody like for kids, everybody. Yeah, and everybody's <laughs> laughing and laughing. Oh, ha, 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 you know, it's a great, like it's a celebratory celebration at the end. He's like, "Oops!" And that's literally what, just committed murder. <laughs> that's what makes the the scene so great. Is he's just like, "Oops, <laughs> murder!" <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did you guys know that the murder? <laughs> Did you guys know the voice of Splinter is also the voice of Elmo? <laughs> no, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. Well, the original voice of Elmo. Yeah. Uh, the one that <laughs> before he was accused of that's uh, some good things. Um, As in like the, the, the tickle me Elmo? Elmo? Yeah. That Elmo. Okay. Wow. No, I did not know that. Go figure. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm all definitely like being tickled <laughs> by underage kids. Um, That's the only version of Elmo I know. So. But pedophile. Uh, no. <laughs> um, but yeah. Yeah, that's that's why the sequel is isn't as good because it got toned down a lot. Um. Like, they never even used any of their weapons in, in the fucking movie. Like, at one point, Michelangelo uses, like, sausages as nunchucks because he can't even use his actual nunchucks. Um, but, so, like, this whole franchise, to me, like I said, the cartoon, uh, cereal, T-shirts, toys. There was cereal? Yeah. I need to look that up. I had I did not know that. Um, I'd be surprised if it doesn't still exist. Actually, <laughs> the video okay, games. The, the, the awesome. first Nintendo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle video games is probably one of the most annoying games that has ever graced this earth. And for some reason, I have a copy of it. I I sit there and I I play it sometimes. <laughs> but it's a horrible game. Well, it's not a horrible game, but it is really freaking annoying. It's very difficult. It's yeah, I, it's super difficult. I I prefer the sequels, like the arcade game, the part two, of the arcade game. That one is really great. I think a lot of people um, are behind you on that one, Renee, because it seems like every single turtle game after two or two and after have all been clones of the arcade game. Yeah. Um, well, it's because I mean well, the arcade game actually came out first. It's just they couldn't they couldn't do it on the. Uh, on the regular Nintendo, so they had to make up a whole new game that was a that was just crap compared to the arcade game. <laughs> but then you got like later they were able to finally 
release it. I mean, it was still toned uh, down, but it was still much better. Walmart actually has is selling like those cabinets now that includes that arcade game. And one of my other favorite turtle games was Turtles in Time. Turtles in Time is great. Like I like it better than the arcade game. Yeah, the, to me, to me, Turtles in Time is the best one, and then followed by the arcade game. So this isn't a video game question, but did I, didn't I read something recently about them adding a fifth turtle recently? Has anyone else heard anything about that? Actually, there's there's now six members of the turtles. Uh, there's what the a, hell, man? They they did introduce a female turtle, not the crappy one, but a a, a, a new one. <laughs> not um, the new mutant gen version. <laughs> Well, no, because there was a live-action '90s turtle series called The Next Mutation. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Not okay. that one. <laughs> yeah, that one introduced a female turtle called Venus the Milo, I think. And uh, apparently, the original creator fucking hates that character with a passion. But uh, they introduced a female one. I I can't remember her name at the moment. Uh, she wears a. Uh, yellow bandana and then they introduce uh, he's not even a turtle he's i think he's like a mutated fox as a new he's been invited to be a member of the group as well the uh i forget i forget what her name is too the new turtle that's the female turtle but i actually really like the way they like uh introduced her because she's uh she's actually someone that was already in in the turtles and had been there for a while and she gets really hurt in a battle and uh, they have to give her some of the, her, their blood as a transfusion. So she don't die and it mutates her into a turtle after she takes her, their blood. It's like, I think, I, I think she was part of the foot clan. So she was actually like a villain at first too. So I so. actually, I think that's a really good way. Cause that's a really good way to introduce another turtle because like, <laughs> it makes sense like them trying to save someone's life and the i mean they were mutated from turtles to humans so like what what would happen if you give somebody their blood <laughs> so they mutated would that be, her into an abomination <laughs> yes he was forced to join them <laughs> exactly they, 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 they did the she-hulk thing man <laughs> um also uh they ended up rebooting the series like in 2003 i gotta say that that cartoon is actually pretty good too it's a little bit more based on the comics than it was on the 80s cartoon um but that you know give that a watch it it still holds up pretty well for me yeah the 2003 i like but i don't like the newest version the no like the cgi one on the yeah i don't like the newer one but the 2003 was actually really good now did you guys watch the teenage mutant ninja turtles uh batman film yeah that was actually i have not watched it yet i enjoyed it i did not know there was such a thing dude the fight with uh shredder and batman is amazing yes that is the best there's that whole movie that that fight scene is really cool, and then when uh, Shredder and Rashad Ghoul break into uh, Arkham, 
and give the mutagen to all the bat villains. So like Mr. Freeze becomes a polar bear and the Joker becomes a King Cobra. That's pretty bad. <laughs> Why wouldn't he? That's yeah, that that's a little weird. That is a missed <laughs> toy opportunity if I've ever seen one. Yeah. <laughs> a Joker King Cobra. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna have to watch this now. I actually wanted to watch it, but I just never got around to it. But now I definitely have to watch I'm, it. I'm gonna have to look this up. <laughs> definitely have to look this up. Yeah. The um it, yeah, it, it's actually not bad. It, I, I enjoyed it. Uh there's also a good fight scene with Batman fighting the turtles. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I said I I was a big fan of the cartoon, and honestly, I from the age of about four to about ten, like that was my favorite thing to watch on television. Um, until the Power Rangers debuted, and then that kind of took over. I was gonna say this is a little off subject, but not not entirely. Raphael was the entire reason I owned a pair of size, and Donatello was the reason I had a bow staff. Now, I want you to, now, like, back where I grew up, flea markets were kind of a big thing. Like, on the weekends, you go to the flea market, blah, blah, blah. I want to know how many flea market dealers freaking just made a retirement fund off of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles because... <laughs> They could order those cheap, you know, like cheap katanas, cheap size, nunchucks. I also owned a pair of nunchucks, real and the training ones. My testicles regret both. Um, <laughs> but I wonder how many, how many guys at work, like head flea market booths, just made so much money off of kids. Oh, they got the Ninja Turtles weapons. <laughs> You know, really, what what you should think about is how much of the pizza industry oh my was God. propped up by that show. From like all yes. these kids is like, I need pizza because I want to be a turtle. You know, pizza well, cashed in on that. Yes. Well, well, the funny thing is, if you ever watch the VHS, the original VHS, they kind of uh, dip their hands twice because before the movie starts, they have a Pizza Hut commercial. Yep. Yep. I do. But during the actual movie, they order from Domino's. Domino's. <laughs> that, that's playing both sides there, man. That's dirty pools, what that, that is. That was back when Pizza Hut had, when they had like big money. That Pizza Hut had Papa John's money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pizza Hut uh, was the shit back in the 80s. Back, yeah, back was, during the Pizza you the, Wars. You had the arcades in the Pizza Huts. Like, that's, the, that's where you went. Do you remember the Book It program? Yes. Yes. Yeah. See, I, my I, family I, was poor, so that's how we got pizza. Or how I yeah, got it. <laughs> so, uh, before we move on, uh, who's everyone's favorite turtle? Raphael's the best. I, I agree with that statement. He's my favorite too. Mine's Michelangelo. I, mine, mine is also Michelangelo. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> so we we split on this one too, huh? I guess. No one no one likes Leonardo apparently. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's, a, <laughs> he's a dickhead and not a dickhead <laughs> and not a dickhead in the way that Raphael's a good dickhead that you like. He's a dickhead and fuck him. He's the leader. No one gives a shit. <laughs> you got to stick up his yeah. ass. <laughs> Uh, 
can 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 we all agree that the sequel the movie sequels weren't as good either? Yeah, oh, of course. I think that's, that's a safe, right. safe argument. Although the best thing about two was the ninja rep and the fact that you had Kevin Nash. Go ninja, go ninja, go! As as as, yeah. as the super shredder. Kevin Nash as the super shredder. Um, there wasn't much good about part three. There was nothing that, good about part three. There was nothing good about dude. Even even as a kid, I was like, "Fuck this movie." Um, the fucking turtle costumes—they look they, they look, look bad sick. in part three. They're yeah, bad. like Maybe, like, I, like I think these these turtles have uh, caught something in between movies. Have you guys seen the? Um... I'd post. I, I I sent you the link early. Uh, was it last summer, Rocky, or was it early? It, yeah, it might have been last summer. The um, mask, like the animatronic mask, uh, for Donatello went up for sale on eBay, and it oh, was yeah. in good shape. It had. Oh yeah. They yeah. had oh. just deteriorate. That yeah, thing it looked like a smarish. Looked like something off of Five Nights at Freddy's. Yeah, it wasn't pure what? nightmare fuel. And then the and then you had the two movies produced by Nickelodeon that came out in the last couple of years. I feel um, they're actually halfway decent. The first one has its moments. Um, I just couldn't for both movies. I really don't like the turtle designs. Um, and William Fickner was supposed to be the Shredder in that first one, but I guess. People accused the movie of washing, so they had to like rewrite it a little bit. Um, the second one is actually not as bad. It reminds me a lot of the '80s cartoon because they finally had Bebop and Rocksteady in it. They had Krang in it. Uh, they have the Technodrome in it. Uh, Casey Jones comes back uh, is in it as well, um, played by a dude that is Arrow. Uh, I, I'm forgetting his name at the moment. Um, that, I, I I don't mind. I I will say I I like, uh, I like both of the new ones. I don't think they're like neither one's bad. Neither one of them are great, but neither one of them's bad. But the guy from Arrow that plays Casey Jones sucks <laughs> as Casey Jones. Yeah, I was kind of excited to see him in it, and then he just shows up like in one scene only with the hockey mask. Yeah. It wasn't was Casey like, Jones at all. And he was a freaking and, cop. I was like, what the and hell? They made him, yeah. They made him a police <laughs> officer instead of a vigilante. It was like, that um, was that Casey Jones is, was the worst thing about that movie to me. <laughs> it was like, what have they done to Casey Jones? He's one of the they, best things about turtles. <laughs> yeah, I, I wish they do a Casey um, Jones backstory. Um, a missed opportunity. Also in that second one is, they had Baxter Stockman in it, and they didn't turn him into the fly. Yeah, I was gonna say if you if you ever make Baxter Stockman and put him in the movie, I would be like Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> I actually think he was cast pretty well when uh, Tyler, Tyler Perry played him. I think he did a good job as Baxter, but he they should have done the fly. I don't know why they didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah, the the two guys playing uh, Bebop and Rocksteady weren't bad either. Did did he have the mohawk? Yes, yes. Good. Yeah, he the purple mohawk and everything, yes. man. So good deal. Um, 
and the the designs weren't that bad. So, uh, but like I said, I, the turtle designs themselves like weren't the best. Well, I think we should move on to our number one now. We've talked about number twos enough. <laughs> and uh, our number one is DuckTales. Woo-hoo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that was unplanned, people. Yes, that was actually not, not planned at all. And... Uh, I mean, I, I think this is a good number one. I, I it is it was my number one on my list, but I'm like like half. Well, of course, of the, you would think that then. But like half of the really good cartoons that was out in the '80s were spinoffs from this cartoon. <laughs> like they just like just kept spinning off of it, and like it was just it's just one of the best. It's and it still holds up to this day. Yeah, this this is a cartoon that I watch usually right before school started because it would play at like seven in the morning, um, and it's 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 almost like a cartoon version of like Indiana Jones because of some of the adventures they would go on and stuff like that. Um, and then. I, you know, I grew up watching like the Disney shorts a lot. So I was, uh, I liked Huey, Dewey, and Louie a lot and stuff like that. And uh, Gizmo Duck was a lot of fun too. He was my favorite character. Yeah. He was my favorite character. Now, I have a question. Where where was Donald ever in that show? Did he ever exist? Yeah, he was in it. Yeah. He, He was like in the first episode. He was in the name. So they, yeah, he was in the yeah, navy. He, he was in the navy, and they, in the very first episode, he drops off Huey, Dewey, and Louie to Uncle Scrooge. I may never have seen the first episode then, because I don't remember that. He makes I random did. comebacks throughout the series too. Yeah. So I, to me, the the series was really strong for for a while. It wasn't until like they started introducing like the caveman duck and all that stuff, where it kind of started gang week well i mean realistically look at the show and, and what the concepts are behind it it's it's the capitalist dream a money bin <laughs> to go swimming through your money at any given time that's a special yeah, everyone else would break the, their necks the and die ducks, but yeah. they would still want to do it i mean i would yeah. love to be able to do something like <laughs> i'd love to have that much money to go swimming in it personally too but that's okay yeah, fa- Family Guy also parodied this with Peter breaking his neck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he dives into the money bin. So, do you think Scrooge is the kind of guy that would just take it with him? Definitely. Oh, totally. That that the money <laughs> bin would become a giant mausoleum. Yeah, uh, something I I also liked in the series was the villains. It had some really good villains. The Beagle Family. The Beagle Boys. Yeah. And uh, what was the name of the uh, witch? Oh, I don't remember the 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 witch duck. Yes. Um, make, nope. Started with an M, didn't it? Morticia Morgana. I want to say it started with an M. I think it may have been Morgana. It's been a while, but that seems right. 
Magicka Dispel. There you go. Um, I know it started know, with an M. I know, I know you already mentioned that these five shows that we picked today had great theme songs, but I think this one... No, this one probably wins. I mean, I hate yeah. to admit that, but it probably wins. <laughs> I was actually singing this theme song on the, on the, on the way home from work today. <laughs> yeah um does and i i know we talked about it before we started recording but the video game for nintendo oh yeah the video game was great both of them the uh, think, the video uh, game uh, is like i uh, uh i actually think it's like one of the best uh, nes games I that agree. was ever made it was I, also published I, by I have one. played that so many freaking times. It was also published it, by one of the best video game companies at the time, too. I think my only disappointment with the game was you, you can't play as like Gizmo Duck or like Huey, Dewey, and Louie. It was just, it was just Scrooge, I think, was the only one you could play as. Yeah. Well, see, that's because the most important person to Scrooge McDuck was Scrooge McDuck. Was Scrooge McDuck. Yeah, fuck them kids. <laughs> <laughs> Plus, let's be honest. If it was if Gizmo Duck was in that game and it was true to Gizmo Duck, he would just be like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna get beat up for a bit, and then I'm gonna bounce to the end of the game and win." <laughs> Only loving Scrooge McDuck. I think you can't say that because if you watch the show, that's the whole point of the show. Really, is that Scrooge takes in these kids, and then throughout the course of the series. He loves the kids more than he loves himself. <laughs> that pretty much is the premise of the Selves TV show. Did uh, do you guys remember the movie? Yes. The is the magic lamp. I think it's yeah. Yeah, with the genie. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd was the voice of the villain in that too. He was really good too. Was he really? But Ducktales, and it brought us. Uh, uh, let's speak about one of the spinoffs. I have to talk about Darkwing Duck. <laughs> that was a good. I, I also love that show, but it didn't. I don't think Darkwing came out till the nineties, did it? Ninety-one. But it had launchpad on it. To me, it has the second best theme song <laughs> of all time. Darkwing Duck is a great theme song. <laughs> I'm I'm sure when we do a '90s episode, Darkwing Duck will be on. Yeah, Darkwing Duck will make list. it. Then there's trouble, but call DW. Um, it was was Rescue Rangers also a spinoff? No, I don't think it was. It, I don't think it had anything. I don't think there was. I, I don't remember it tying in, but. It was done in the same vein, but I I love Chip and Dale too. And yeah, so did, any, not the, did anyone ever notice that Chip and Dale are basically dressed as Magnum and Indiana mm-hmm. Jones? Yep. It wasn't until my adult years until I put that together, and it literally blew my mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I I don't remember putting it together as a kid. It was exactly. It wasn't until years later that I was like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> I like the uh, 
another show that they had it wasn't really a spinoff but it was supposed to be in the same universe was goof troop because the the beetle boys show up in goof troop so like (laughs) they like had all those uh as like a basically one big universe so i don't remember like anybody from uh ducktales being in uh chippendales but uh I think I think most '80s and '90s kids remember the uh, Goofy movie that came out in '95. Yeah, yeah. Like I could probably still watch that. It still holds up. Everybody remembers the Bigfoot scene if they don't remember anything else. <laughs> you know, I'm that not sure or... I've seen the Goof Troop before. Actually, you've never seen Goof Troop? That's I don't surprising. think so. I I mostly remember Powerline. The guy that they want to go, that he wants to go see in concert. Oh, yeah. Who, by the way, was introduced into the remake as well before DuckTales. Uh, you know, speaking of which, has anyone else watched the remake at all? I've, I've watched parts of it. I've been meaning to, but I haven't got around to it yet. It's, it is on my watch list, though. It's probably bad, but I like I have a hard time with animation like that when it just looks it doesn't look great. No, the animation on that, like I I agree. It, it, uh, the it's what gets me. I could handle the animation if it wasn't for the really flat heads. That's what I don't like about it. That bothers me for some reason when I watch it. I'm like, why are their heads flat? It, it's crazy to me sometimes with modern animation. Like some shows look really cheap, and it's it's hard for me to get into some of those shows when they look like that. Yeah, I don't and understand why that's a thing. They do it intentionally because they're like it's it's tray chic or some crap now, but I don't like it either. Yeah, and then you watch other stuff, and it's just like, wow, this looks fucking amazing. Like, if you watch any of the superhero shows on Disney, all that stuff looks amazing. But then, like, I don't know. It just looks very poorly um, with other shows to the point where it's like I can't I can't even get into it just because of the animation. It's... Uh... I don't know. Yeah, I I just don't understand the flatheads. That's the only thing that gets me. But it's the I will say from what I've seen of it, like storyline wise, it's actually it holds up to the original go the DuckTales. It's just the uh just the animation doesn't hold up. It's like oh, I don't they do know. kinda have flatheads, don't they? Yeah, they have like flatheads. I will say one thing. I watched an episode of it. I like how they kind of redone Webby. Uh, in the new series compared to the original one she's more of a standout character than she was in the original which I think is pretty cool yeah I think they made her a bigger part of the group she's not as much of a A tag along like a tag along or character that needs to be consistently saved all the time well let's I think we can call it for this week we've uh, went over our top five uh, and I think we had a good list. I actually think these are like pretty much the top five of the 80s. 
like in my opinion uh like sometimes i'm like our our top fives are not really the real top fives. <laughs> they're just our top fives but this time i'm like i think these are the top fives <laughs> like if people don't agree fuck them <laughs> we'll say this that uh we edited a lot off this list we had to cut and cut and cut and cut a lot to get it down to this and i mean it, it always comes down to personal preference anyway um you know let's 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 not tell our entire audience to go fuck themselves there rocky <laughs> you can i can always do that that's why I run the podcast. <laughs> so like, if you don't agree with me, all of you can go to hell. <laughs> Everything. Yes, I'm talking to you right there. No, I love everybody. It's happy. That, that's right, people. Come for the word fuck and dick jokes. You got those. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> all the dick jokes are about rolling, though. So it's like. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, you know, I, do, I do i do want to add in though um i i think i mentioned this earlier but i'll, I'll say it again is the the, the ducktales it was the number one on our list when i was a kid watching that that show i always thought is like well i love this show but not everybody else loves this show but everyone else does in fact love this show it was a good show and everyone loved it oh absolutely so I thought I was cool when I was a kid for liking someone that no one else did. And no, I was not, I was not being cool <laughs> as a kid. It's, it's probably, it's probably cause the entire schoolyard probably had Ninja Turtles t-shirt on. And I was watching DuckTales. Yeah. They were all watching DuckTales they were all too. Watching too. They just weren't going to tell you. They, just weren't, they weren't going to wear No one was admitting to it. No one. Yeah. The turtles were cool. But they were all going home watching DuckTales. Yep. <laughs> okay, on that, guys. Well, on that note, uh, we're done for this week. Uh, uh, I forget. I forget to tell you this a lot of times, but uh, write into us, uh, leave comments. Uh, you can always contact us at podcast at rollingrock dot com, or you can just throw comments up on our. Uh, youtube page as well we read every single one of them uh but on that we're out for this week take care stay healthy and safe guys and uh ju just to add to what rocky said uh, leave us some five-star reviews on itunes or wherever you download your podcast at uh but have a good have a good one everyone bye everybody